The Wandering Journo at Stories That Matter Studios. I'm Nance Haxton and this is The Streets of Your Town. The podcast that takes you on an audio journey through theatre of the mind, highlighting a different slice of Australian life each episode. As the Black Lives Matter movement gathers pace around the world, prompting Australians to reflect on race and discrimination in this country, debate is growing about Australia's legacy of blackbirding. More than 60,000 Pacific Islanders, then known as Kanakas, were forced, coerced or deceived into leaving their native lands and shipped to Australia between 1863 and 1904. They worked in often cruel conditions and were paid a pittance as indentured labourers on farms. Their graves, many unmarked, are still being discovered. Many thousands of their descendants still live in Australia and are proudly known as South Sea Islanders. So when Prime Minister Scott Morrison recently declared there was no slavery in Australia, it brought up much grief from the South Sea Islander community. Brian Cortis is the former federal member for Hinkler, who lives on the farm Sunnyside, just outside of Bundaberg in Queensland. He's had to come to terms with the farm's dark past and is renewing his calls to the federal government and the Australian public to not only recognise this chapter of Australian history, but also support ways to heal the ongoing pain of the generations who followed. This interview is on Brian's front porch, with his grandchildren running around him, continuing the generations of his family who have lived on the farm since the 1920s. He shows me photos of a recent tour of local school children who came to his property. They came to see the graves of South Sea Islanders who died on the farm and learn about local history. The site is now heritage listed. When I got this in the mail, uh, and she she posted because she said of the by then the the lockdown was on. Like thank you so much for allowing me and the rest of my class of the class to experience your farm. It was very enlightening learning about the history of the property, your efforts to respect both the land and the people who were buried there, etc. etc. Incredible. Every, every one of them. And they're they're quite long letters, Brian, from each yeah, of the students too. This young girl mm. can really draw. This yes. girl here. Yeah. I can't wait to see the finished product. Mm. So she's drawn trees as she's walked yeah. through. And this was them walking down the track. So you showed them around the farm and told some stories, Brian. Yeah. Mm. And and every one of them was 100% attentive. They were wonderful. It sounds like they were quite moved by it as well, seeing yeah. some of the like the grave sites and things. Well, they were. And what impressed me is that they're the they're the future generation. And I think the country will be in great hands, in fact, better hands, when there are young people like this that are a credit to their school, to their families, their parents, and to the teachers. And the fact that they wish to learn about our history indicates to me that they will be a great asset because you can't do anything about the future if you don't know the past. And it's so important to know the past and understand the past. And there was a great saying that Martin Luther King once said, the truth will set you free. The grandkids are keeping you busy, Brian. Well, it's... A beautiful time in your life. Well, it is. And um, 
it's probably the best time because I was only thinking this morning when I was cracking that corn that you can only learn through life and living it life and you, you, you only acquire some wisdom, some people acquire more than others, some less. Uh, look at Donald Trump, he's never acquired any wisdom. But you can only acquire wisdom if you live life and um, it's great to, to spend time with your grandchildren and see them grow and develop and and living in such a great area as, as uh, the Wide Bay and the Bundaberg area is, is a great great learning curve and opportunity for young people like like ours to, to grow up. And lovely, like you say, that young people at the schools here now look like they might be taking on some of this history themselves, especially with Absolutely. everything that's been in the news at the moment about well, South Sea Island. And, and it, the great thing is, and whether it, it is um, driven by the bloke upstairs or not, maybe, because every now and then it jumps out again. And the history of South Sea Islanders has been buried uh, for so long in, in Queensland and Australia, and even the PM didn't understand that we had slavery here in Queensland. Uh, the fact is that every now and then something happens and the issue's still out there, as it should be. And um, we owe a great debt to the South Sea Islanders for the early work they did in establishing the sugar industry. We owe debt to people that were so badly treated, and we should um, honour that debt by helping the island nations they came from, like Vanuatu and the Solomons and um, New Caledonia, where we can play an active role in improving the, the standard of living of those people, and it would in some small way repay the debt we owe in having enslaved their forefathers. A lot of them even come here to visit when they've been here, continuing well, they, that tradition. I yes, suppose. they do. and. Um, mm. They at least are able to pay respect to 29 people that are laid to rest here and who have been given a final dedication ceremony and given the respect they deserved. And that happened in 2013. Mm. It took so long, but at least now we preserve and we've heritage listed the graves of 29 South Sea Islanders. And it is the only site in Queensland other than the Bundaberg uh, eastern end of the cemetery where we know South Sea Islanders are buried. The other 16,000 are buried all over Queensland in unmarked graves like the early plantation owners buried their livestock which I think is terrible and we've made great inroads in Europe and in, in um, France and, and, and Belgium in trying to find the remains of the Aussies that died there in World War One as we should do. Well, this is the same thing. These people died a long way from home, were brought here against their will, were exploited, and it's a story that needs to continually be told and it should actually be a compulsory part of our school curriculum. But I'd like to pay special tribute to Petrina McDonald and the um, administration and teaching staff of North Bundy High who have shown such an interest and the students of year 11 and 12 who came out here because they were, they were fantastic. And um, as I've said, I think the country's going to be in great hands because they're, if they're a reflection of what the next generation are because they were great young students and they really were interested and considerate of the history of this property. And um, I'm hoping that once the um, corona thing is 
totally over before the end of the year that they could come back again for another visit. I'd, I'd love to see that happen, but we've got to wait and see what the lockdowns do and how all that uh, pans out, I guess. Oh, it's just a shame that perhaps some of our other leaders don't open their minds to listen to this local history too that's just all around us here. Well, it is, and during my time... In politics, Nance, I discovered that people, some of whom are high, highly high up the ladder now, uh, some of the people who are well and truly up the ladder in in politics in Queensland, in Labor politics, did not even know the great Labor leaders who established the party and the state. And uh, I won't embarrass them by saying who they are, but they did not know who Ted Theodore or William Forgan Smith were. And as I've said, you need to know the past if you're going to um, develop a future. And the fact that so many people in Australia do not know that Queensland was developed on the back of slavery is a sad in indictment on both the curriculum of the education system and people that tried to protect and cover up for people that were in brackets, the top end of town, and no longer exist, no longer live and even their relatives don't even live in Bundaberg anymore. And yet some of these people are revered and they made their wealth out of the exploitation of other people. What sort of recognition do you think would be, would you like to see? I think that what would be ideal would be compulsory um, learning in, in the school curriculums, high school curriculums across the country. Secondly, I think that what we need to see is the Commonwealth Government through Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade establish scholarships here in Australia for um, selective students from the South Pacific, say a dozen at a time, to do nursing and education in Australia, uh, free of any cost to themselves, so that they then can go back to their country and help lift the standard of living. Because if we don't, the flag of China will be flying all over the South Pacific. And I've said on many occasions, we should forget about being an international policeman in the Middle East. We should let America do that. And we should worry about our, our back door, the South Pacific. And these places were bases where we and the Americans actually launched the defence of Australia against the Japanese. Vanuatu was the main base from which the Battle of Guadalcanal was fought. And we should be pouring money in there, not worrying about what's happening in Afghanistan or in the Middle East, because we don't have the capacity and we don't have the firepower to get involved. Uh, but our, back, our own backyard is more important and we have neglected it. Both major parties have neglected it over the last 30 or 40 years. Mm, it's true. It's, it hasn't even just been... It's not a partisan thing. It seems no. both parties haven't really come to grips with it in some ways. Well, that's right. And mm. the other thing that I found interesting, when, when the story broke uh, and Scott Morrison um, said that Australia was not established on slavery, and he was technically correct, he, it wasn't, Sydney Cove was not established by slavery, but we certainly had slaves in the sugar industry, and there were some Aboriginal people that were treated much like slaves as well, but the left of the Labor Party jumped on him about the treatment of Aboriginals, but not one of them mentioned the South Sea Islanders. It's as if they don't want to know. Now, surely someone in federal labour has an understanding 
about the history of Queensland. Surely there's someone there that can even get on a, on, on a computer and Google the history of Queensland. If, if they're not capable of doing that, surely one of their staff could Google it for them and let them understand 62,000 were brought here against their wishes and 16,000 died here i.e. that slavery and yet not a word mentioned Linda Burney did not talk about it when she attacked Scott Morrison Anthony Albanese probably thinks that the northern end of Australia is the Tweed River you know, I, I, I don't mind him being biased when it comes to rugby league, but the fact is Queensland was the state where slavery existed and uh, if he wants to, to be a future Prime Minister he needs to understand the history of our state he certainly needs a lot of learning. Well, I like your idea. I think that would be a beautiful way of bringing the past and the present together and acknowledge the contribution if we could set up these scholarships or something like that. Yes, and it's not, it's not that hard, Nance, and mm -hmm. it's not a lot of money. It's $50,000 for a full scholarship for a student to complete. And whether it be done at, at, at uh, Central Queensland University mm -hmm. or James Cook, that's a matter for both DFAT and, and for the educators to determine. And it wouldn't be hard to ensure that the students had safe uh, domestic arrangements at the same time. And I'm sure that members of the South Sea Island community that live here would be happy to be involved in helping to organise and work in that area. It wouldn't be hard. We need to do it. We need to do it in Australia's national security interests. We need to do it because it's fair and decent. And we need to do it to close the book on a past that's been very, very poor from our perspective. And Britain has to wear a lot of responsibility too because this happened while we were a colony. Thank you so much, Brian. Really appreciate talking to you about this again and hopefully it gets a few more people aware of this important chapter in our past. It's a pleasure, Nance. That was Brian Cortis speaking to us from his home at Sunnyside, just outside of Bundaberg. Streets of Your Town is produced by Nance Haxton, aka The Wandering Journo, with production assistance from Michael Adams. That's it for this episode. I'm Nance Haxton. Stay up to date with the latest episode of Streets of Your Town by subscribing on your podcast app on iTunes or SoundCloud. See you next time.